Hello, brothers, and welcome back to KKSI Presents. I'm your host, Bonko, National Vice President for Student Affairs, and I am so incredibly grateful for this opportunity to be a part of this production of KKSI Presents. Of course, I couldn't do any of this on my own. I have some amazing help from our national communications team, our student advisory committee, and a special shout out to our editor, Ryan Smith, for all of his hard work and dedication to KKSI Presents. So for all of those of you who are returning listeners, welcome back and thank you so much for your support. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to our show. We truly do appreciate you joining us today and taking the time just to listen and just to be a part of the conversation. So this podcast, of course, is brought to you by Kappa Kappa Psi, National Honorary Band Fraternity. The purpose of this series is to provide you some insight, some helpful tips, suggestions, and showcase the different voices of the brotherhood in an entertaining fashion that will hopefully keep you coming back. So today's guest is joining us all the way from the SED, more specifically Birmingham, Alabama. This brother recently served as a sec treasurer for the SED and is a recent recipient of the J. Lee Burke Student Achievement Award. So without further delay, let's pass this over to our guest for an official introduction. Atiyah? All right. Hey, y'all. So my name is Atiyah Arunsikun-Werns. I am a fall 2016 brother from the Theta Theta chapter at the University of Alabama at Birmingham in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I just graduated with my Bachelor's of Science in Public Health, concentrating in Global Health Studies. Um, of course, as Bong mentioned in the district level, I served as the 2019-2020 Southeast District Secretary Treasurer. Um, as well, my chapter level, I served as president for two years. And before that, I was recording secretary for a year. So I've been a busy little bee. Um, <laughs> my main instrument is flute and piccolo. And I participate in all major ensembles at UAB. So you can find me in the marching band, the concert band, and the basketball pet band. Fantastic. I love that. And, you know, I always love hearing or, you know, learning about people who play the flute or piccolo. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a, a special bond that piccolo and <laughs> Uh, flute players have with one another. So that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for that introduction. Um, and we'll just start off with an easy question, if you don't mind, you know, how has your 2020 been so far? Like how has it been, how is this new normal for you? So I bet a lot of people can relate to me that 2020 has been a very special year so far. <laughs> um, it's been kind of crazy. So my current job right now, I serve as a surgical assistant for three oral surgeons in the Birmingham area. Um, so my hours have been literally all over the place trying to, you know, serve back, help those who really need help and, you know, trying to establish a normal routine. My parents also own a restaurant, so I've been back and forth with that as well. So I don't have time to sleep. So I'm jealous of all you people who are sleeping. Um, in my downtime, I've been playing lots of animal crossing. So if you want, you can add me on animal crossing, um, hit me up. I don't know. Um, it, it's been crazy because I haven't seen my friends in about two months now, which is shocking. Um, but if there is one thing that this new normal has taught me and it should teach everyone else is to not take the time you have with your friends for granted. Mm -hmm. And you'll just, you just never know when you're going to be able to hang out. So take the time you have now. Yeah for the time in the future. Definitely. And I, you know, I think that's, uh, it's very powerful as well, because, you know, as we, we think about um, just in general, our time in band, our time in KKSI and just, you know, being on campus, um, never would anyone expect this to happen that we would essentially, you know, students would be forced away from that lifestyle. Right. It, I mean, I really think it, it does show like how strong and how much, we want this brotherhood to be a thing and how important mm -hmm. it is. And I think sometimes, you know, the, the relationships and, and brotherhood is, uh, is often, you know, thrown around lightly. And sometimes we don't really know what that means. Yeah. And I think the silver lining in all of this is that it's kind of showed us how important it is and, and what, what we want it to look like mm -hmm. when this returns 
when things go back to, and I don't, I don't want to say normal, but when things return back to a closer physical space. Yeah. So. I agree a hundred percent. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing um, a little bit about that. You know, that's, it's been tough for a lot of students and mm-hmm. I think hearing this will help some people just kind of maybe do a little bit of reflecting on their time as well. So, um, I did want to, um, We'll talk a little bit more about this past term of yours as SED Sec Treasure. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about your experience as a district officer? So I'll tell you um, a, a quick little story. Um, <laughs> so when I ran for district officer, um, my chapter and my TBS chapter were currently host represent were host chapters for SED in Birmingham in 2019. So like besides me running around with my head cut off, um, it, I was also trying to run for secretary <laughs> treasurer. Um, so I was. I was the person, I was the main point of contact between the council and with the chapter. So I was, um, I was the host chapter representative. Um, so I was able to work very closely with the council without being part of the council, which was a pretty cool experience. Um, I was able to see firsthand of how hard and how like inspiring the past council was. And I was like, I want to do that. That sounds like so much fun. Um, so um, Brianna McKenzie, she's like my best friend. She's the one that guided me through this. Um, her, Dr. Craig Arhus, the SED governor, as well as Tron Hunter, past SED governor, um, they all encouraged me. It's like, hey, why not? It, yeah. it, it won't hurt. So I was like, I want to give back to something. I, I love KK size so much. I want to be able to give back to it. So I was like, okay, why not? It never hurts to try. It never hurts to, you know, take that first step forward. So um, I ran and I was incredibly honored to be elected for Sectrej. Um, so this past, so fast forward now, I've been, you know, helping with fundraising, helping set like help chapters set budgets and stuff. And it it, it warms my heart to work with other people who really need your help. Yeah. Um, it was incredible to see how strong the bond of yeah. of our brotherhood throughout each chapter. Because I know for my chapter, we all love each other, but it's been awesome to see how other chapters and how they love each other and their brotherhood. And it's just, it's been an incredible pleasure to work with such a strong council with Bree and Jillian and Jessica, and then with um, Callie and Kyle. So it's, it's been, it's been awesome. That's so great to hear. And yeah, it really, it really is heartwarming just to even see how students start to learn to work with another. And, you know, like when you're running for district council, it's not like you get to pick your, the people you're in council with. So mm-hmm. to see how incredible and how strong and tight knit your council was throughout the year, throughout the term was honestly like really inspiring. And I, I hope that many people who are listening, many people take the time to really think about what it means to, um, to learn about one another, yeah. learning how to not just work together, but really learning how to just respect each other's strengths and to build that bond, like you said. So again, incredible, incredible stuff. So, um, so thank you for your service and thank you for giving back to KKSI in that manner. Um, so I also wanted to, to share with everybody to say to you as well, congratulations <laughs> on being awarded the uh, J. Lee Burke Student Achievement Award. And, uh, you know, at that moment, at the DCL CODA weekend, what was going through your mind when, when your name was called out? Like, and what does this award mean to you? So my first district convention was in, let's see, South Carolina in 2018. And then that was the first time I've ever heard of that award. And just to hear of like so many people are nominated, but only a few select get, um, get to be recipients of the award. It was just like, wow, that probably will never happen to me. <laughs> and so, um, fast forward to 
two weeks ago, it was a couple weeks ago, um, to the DC Alcoda event. Um, I get an email saying, Hey, you should, you should sit for the awards. I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so I'm sitting and I'm like, why am I here? Yeah. And then, so it hits the awards portion and then, uh, you know, Mike plays the video and then he's like, congratulations. And I saw my face and I'm like, am I dreaming? Um, but, um, after I realized I, it wasn't a dream, um, I was like, holy cow, I can't believe I, 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 I'm a recipient. Like it was, I kid you not a dream come true. Like coming from like, I've never had any district like experience up until two years ago, being host chapter representative and to serving the district to be a district council and to winning that award that I never thought I would be able to win. Um, it, it was shocking and I still, sometimes I don't believe it. And sometimes I scroll through Facebook and I see my face on that video and I'm like, wow. (laughs) Um, it's been an incredible honor to, you know, to be the first person for my chapter to win something this prestigious to, you know, to, to tell anyone that anything is possible, even though you might not have the experience for it, anything is possible. So it, it's been an incredible honor. My parents are proud. My chapter are proud. And for it, it, it's, it's overwhelmingly like, it feels like it warms your heart in a way. And it's just like, it brings me so much joy to be like, wow, I can't believe I was able to do, to impact the organization that much to be a recipient of this really high prestigious award. Yeah, no, I mean, just again, so, so incredible just to have watched. I, 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 quite honestly, sorry, Mikey, I didn't watch the video. Um, (laughs) I watched watched the recipients um, finding out then and there, like what was happening and just to see the emotion kind of overtaking the moment and just like being able to witness the pride, the joy and the happiness overall that you had for yourself that you just had in the moment. I mean, it was truly incredible. So again, congratulations. Thank I mean, you. Well, well deserved. And I, I love that you touched on that point of that anything is possible. And I think that's one of the things that's so great about college and so great about, um, you know, being in band so great about being KKSI is that, you know, it, it's a safe space that allows people to try new things, mm-hmm. to push themselves, to learn, to fail, um, and just to learn how to be better humans, be better musicians, leaders, all these, um, these great things that we often hear people talk about, but I don't know if people ever really do. And to see the amount of impact and the amount of work that our students put into it like yourself. I mean, it truly is incredible. So again, congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. Well deserved. <laughs> um, so I wanted to shift to um, a, a different topic and something that things that are happening now. Um, and for, for many people, I don't know if they know, but May is the celebration of the Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Um, and something, honestly, for me as well, like I only recently learned about. And I wanted to, uh, to ask you, um, you know, what does it mean to you, um, this, this celebration of the, the heritage month and what would you like to see more of? So a little background. So, um, I am a first generation student in a, in a sense where both my parents are from Thailand and mm-hmm. they moved here in the eighties and nineties to, you know, mm-hmm. start a new life, build a better life for, for my sister and I. Yeah. So, um, I recently learned about this month, not too long ago as well. So, um, being first generation, I grew up not knowing what the heck I'm doing half the time. And to see, like, I went to a predominantly white, white school, both, um, elementary, middle school, high school, and then now college. Mm -hmm. And 
you get stereotyped. Like Mm -hmm. the Asian should be in math team. Why is she in marching band? You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I was nervous growing up trying to join all these organizations, playing all these sports. And it's just like, it's because I didn't see enough representation because it was just like, Oh, there's no Asians in this. Why am I doing it? So growing up, I felt like I I felt empowered to be like, I can show to these future, this future generation that anything is possible to break the stereotypes. Um, Nothing can stop you. Like nothing at all can stop you. Um, I'm very proud to be where I'm from. I'm very proud of the heritage I am. Um, I just felt like when I joined these organizations, no one, no one says anything, but then, you know, sometimes you get that glare of like, Oh, interesting. Um, so I just want to be able to, you know, be the representative representative, like you can join anything you want and no one can stop you. It's empowering me to be able to help others and to like show like, Hey, you can do this. Like anyone can do this. So I take this month specifically, not just learning about it, not too long ago. It's just like being Asian won't stop you from doing anything. It's just, it won't stop you. So it, it's an honor to do what I do. It's an honor to represent. It's an honor to like, you know, encourage those to like break those boundaries and to join organizations and all that. So it's, it's awesome. Yeah. No, that's, that's really powerful. And, uh, you, you, the, the word that really stuck out, um, at the end of your response was the word honor. And it really reminds me, uh, I, I have a shirt and I know many people do as well, but it's by Sam, it's a quote by Sandra O oh, and it says, it's an honor just to be Asian. And, and, and truly is. And, and you know, I, I, I still am trying to internalize that and to, unpack that myself. Mm-hmm. That's why to me, I, I think this is such an important conversation because um, like you said, there's a lot of stereotypes for a lot of Asian Americans, especially those who are trying to learn to that balance between um, keeping the traditions and the heritage alive that their parents are, are teaching, but also learning how to adjust as an American. Right. Cause you grow up in two cultures. Like yeah. I'll tell you this story. This story like, boggles my friend's minds. The first time I ever went to a friend's house. So like, you know, in the Asian household, you're not allowed to wear shoes, right? Yeah. Like no shoes in the house. Like absolutely no shoes. Um, the first time I went to my friend's house, I was taking my shoes off. Yeah. And they're like, what are you doing? I was like taking my shoes off. I'm going inside. It's like, you don't have to do that here. It was the biggest culture shock. Yeah. The other, the second culture shock that will surprise all of you is that I didn't know what a dishwasher was until I was 10 years old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you that's, not, it's not even funny too, because I just, so I moved to DC what in uh, December of 2019 mm-hmm. and I finally like, it's always been a storage space. You store things in there, right? It's always like pots and pans that really don't fit anywhere else. And for me, it's like, I, I mean, I had to look up the instructions of like, how do you load? And there's like a diagram, like you should load things here there to for the most effective wash. <laughs> People think it's hilarious. Like, no, like I run my dishwasher as much as I can now. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like, wow, I'm just, I'm making up for lost time. Right. But like, I, I can't, I still don't know how to use a dishwasher. My dishwasher at home, we call it a drying rack. We don't use a dishwasher. <laughs> Exactly. That's so funny. And, um, yeah, I, I really appreciate you sharing that because it's not something, you know, AIPI Heritage Month, I don't think is something I, I didn't honestly didn't learn about it when I was growing up. I think I learned, only learned about it a couple years back. Um, and you had said something about representation, which I think is again, really powerful. Um, and I, I was just watching this, uh, panel of some, um, Asian Americans who were just kind of speaking on their experiences. Um, one individual was from the South and just kind of talking about how she growing up learned that by pointing out her Asian Americanness, by pointing out 
her heritage and being proud, um, it was causing others to be uncomfortable. It was causing an issue. So she, she, she learned um, to internalize the stereotypes and internalize that shame, mm -hmm. which really broke down. She said, you know, she said it really broke down her soul. And now representation, like she's so proud to be a represent, uh, to, to serve that representation for younger generations. And she said something that to me was very powerful. She was like, you know, when you really think about it, we are our ancestors' wildest dreams. Like all the, wow. all the struggle that people have gone through, um, to come, you know, to want to come to this country, to, to want a better life. Like the fact that we get to live it, the fact mm -hmm. that we get to inspire future generations, like wear that crown, be proud of who you are. And you, you're going to, you, you're going to falter and fail from time to time. But this is a really important time just to really share and celebrate our stories. So, yeah. So thank you so much for, for sharing that side. Um, and I, I also wanted to ask, I guess, a little bit further on this is how has your experience and story as a person of color and as a, as a member of the AAPI community influence or shape your journey as a brother of KK Psy or just simply as a musician? So um, growing up, I loved music. Like from the head start, I was like, mom, I want to play the dang piano. Please sign me up for lessons. She's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I really love that. And then when I find out in fourth grade, in fifth, fifth grade, fifth, fifth grade, in fifth grade that you can, that they're in middle school, you can be like beginning band and I had to play instrument. And I'm like, Oh boy, this is going to get fun. So, um, of course, when I was in sixth grade, there were 28 flutes, 28, yeah, 28 flutes. Um, 10 of them were Asian. So we fell, we were, we fell in that stereotype. <laughs> um, however, as like, you know, as time went on, people like, they all left to do like, you know, things that are much bigger than band, like math team, debate team, you know, all that, um, all that stuff. And so I stuck with band because, you know, I found my family there. And yeah. then I, I felt like there's one specific story where I, I have a little neighbor. She's a little, well, she's not little anymore. Um, at that time when I was in high school, she was just thinking about considering doing band or whatnot for um, extracurricular in middle school. And then she came up to me and she was like, I'm scared of joining band. And I'm like, why? She was like, because none of my friends want to do it. And all, all my friends are making fun of me to join the math team. And I'm like, Ooh, girl. <laughs> so um, we sat down and I was like, okay, just because they tell you to be in math team, just because they like, Oh, you're, you're Asian, you're good at math. doesn't mean it's true. Like you can, you can be in band. You can be, you can be in math team. You can do both. You can play volleyball. You can play soccer. You can play basketball. You can play whatever you want. And on top of that, be in band, not just because of the stereotype you have. Mm -hmm. So, um, with further talking, I convinced her to try out for band yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, just doing that was able, I was able to, you know, encourage her like, Hey, you can do it. And then have her like, understand, like, to represent our heritage and our community, because it, I know it's hard to be like, the only Asian in band sometimes because trust me, I get it. Yeah. Um, cause I'm the only Asian in my friend group right now. So um, yeah. it, it's, it's hard to like find, find like people kind of like you, but it's also, you have to understand you got to break, you know, step outside your comfort zone, you know, mm -hmm. and like meet new people because you might not know the people that you meet could be your best friends forever. Yeah. So my experience being in band being the person to be like, okay, I'm going to break the stereotype. I'm going to do it has like led me to like, think bigger and like, you know, have me think back. I was like, if I can do that, step outside my comfort zone, I can do much more than I can do right now. 
So yes. that's it, it led me to running for recording secretary for my chapter. Then it led me to being a chapter president. It led me to be, you know, putting my foot down and be like, I'm running for district officer. So like, you know, that small step of courage to be like, I'm going to break the stereotype has led me to be where I am right now. So like, mm-hmm. I'm forever thankful to be where I'm from, my heritage and all that. Just, you know, I'm here. I was able to do all these awesome, amazing things and meet so many awesome, amazing people at the same time. So there's my experience. <laughs> Well, I love that. I think it's really powerful because, I mean, I think, I mean, there's a lot in there to really good nuggets in there. I think one thing that I definitely was stuck on is the the fact that you were able to utilize your experience um, and your founded courage and all this to help somebody work through that fear of, you know, basically, you know, their friends Mm-hmm. trying to fit them into a box and uh, essentially telling them how to live their lives based on skin tone, based on looks. Um, and I think the second thing is just being able to not limit yourself based on those stereotypes that, yeah. you know, society or, uh, you know, a group of people decided that this is what it means to be Asian. It's like, you know, I, and I often say this, I was like, when you say Asian, that's a, there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot in there for you to kind of kind of fit all into one box, right? Right. So, so to me, I think it's it's incredible that you were able to not only help somebody work through that, and and, and of course, you know, get them to join a band. That's that's amazing. Yeah. But you for yourself, like you said, like to overcome that fear, to to lean into that courage, to you know, to do you, to be mm-hmm. you. So I, I think that's incredible. So, so thank you for doing all that. And thank you for, for sharing that part of um, your experience as well. Um, so, so, so shifting from, from AAPI Heritage Month, um, I also wanted to say, take a moment to say congratulations on graduation and graduating along with so, so I think our other graduating seniors as well. I know mm-hmm. it's not easy and just wanted to take a moment to say thank you, to say congratulations and that you know our heart goes out to you and that we are all here to support you all. Um, so my question for you is, you know, when you look forward to the rest of your life, how do you see KKSI, uh, your experience, and I mean musical with leadership and service, playing a part in your life after graduation? So I've actually talked to some of my friends about, some of my brothers about this, was that like my end goal, like if I could like, you know, choose anything to do in KKSI for the rest of my life, I'd love to be a governor. Like yeah. I would love to be a, a KKSI governor. Yeah. So um, they were like, you could probably do it. And then I was like, wait a minute, why can't I run for national council? I, mean, I could do that too for all I care. Yeah. So um, uh, my plans are, you know, to finish, I'm applying to grad school right now because I love school. Um, and then apply for physician's assistant school because I'm so, besides KKSI, I'm also very super passionate about healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the clinical setting. So I'm, I'm hoping going to PA school and becoming a PA, be able to give back to my community. Um, along with that, I was like, I was thinking maybe I could, you know, step my foot in national councils and stuff, board of trustees. I could do that. The end goal is, of course, a governor, but um, we'll see where this road takes me. Um, I'm very, you know, open-minded about what I can do for the organization. Um, Brie and I joke around saying that, oh, we're one day going to be CFRs together one year. For one year, we're going to be CFRs together. Um, so I hope maybe that might come true. Who knows? Um, but like, you know, this organization has, has like impacted me so much that I want to give back more despite graduating. Like, yeah. um, I've already looked into options about getting a lifetime membership. I've looked into options about, um, 
you know, joining alumni association. Um, I just joined the local alumni association for the Birmingham area. So I've joined that. And then, you know, you get that um, one year free of the national alumni association. So I plan to use that to my full extent and just to learn more of how to give back to the active brothers in in a sense. Um, So if there's one thing I do want to mention in this is like your life, your life in KKSI does not stop the second you walk across that stage and receive that piece of paper. It, yeah. it goes further more than that. And like you, you're a representation of that. Like after college, here you are working as well being vice president of student affairs, which is yeah. pretty crazy. Um, so it's just like, it, it doesn't stop. Like if you love something, just continue to work with it, you know? Yeah. No, that's, that's amazing. And it really is inspiring. And I will say, um, yes, there were a lot of those same kind of like, emotions like excitement fear unknown all that stuff after graduation and it's like oh like and like you know you you don't know what you don't know so like how do you know how how do you want to give back there's so many different things to to back and and the world is obviously changing so much and so i i love that you are open-minded about how you want to give back and how or how you can give back and um i just think it's it's these are good conversations to have and these are great things to kind of think about and, you know, do a little bit of self-discovery in, in, in this for all students and just yeah. I mean, for, for anybody at this point, because who knows? I mean, I often tell my, or ask myself, like, do you want to continue doing this? And I said, it's like, I don't, I really don't know, you know, cause like, I want yeah. to give back in this way, that way, you know, there's so many different things. Um, so I just, I encourage everyone who's listening to continue having these conversations, to continue asking these questions and, and keep connected and build new connections. So you can figure out like what's going to be best for you, what's going to be best for the organization and, and explore those routes. And if something doesn't work out, great. We have other things for you to try. Right. You always should have like a plan A and a plan B. And I I like to think of my, I like to give myself plenty of options just in case one fails and then you can lean back with another one. So I hope that, you know, graduating, now I can find out what, how I can give back more because, you know, KKSI has given me everything. It's given my friends, given my, you know, has taught me a bunch of leadership lessons. I've been able to give back to the community and, uh, you know, it's just a lifetime of memories. I just feel like I, sh- I need to give, give back more because, you know, it's done so much for me. I should, I feel like I should give back for like what it's done for me. It's the servant leader in all of us. You know, we, we want to, and, and that's, it's such, that's the cool thing though. You know, it's like, I will say I, it, being a part of different organizations, like I'm sure many of other people are, um, I, I see a lot of entitlement mm-hmm. organizations and it's, it's just so refreshing and, and heartwarming to see this type of willingness and desire to give back. Um, and it, rather than like, you owe me something because I was a member, you know, like yeah. a lot of brothers are saying, I want to give back. So it's incredible. So thank you. And I cannot wait to see where your journey takes you and what. Oh yeah. I can't wait either. I can't wait to see where this goes. (laughs) So um, great. So now is the portion for the fun question. And I was thinking through, you know, what I should ask you as, as you were um, talking earlier. And I think it's going to be, this is going to be many, many questions that make up one. So I'm going to cheat a little bit. You mentioned you work at a restaurant, correct? Right. Can you cook? Not as well as my mom, but enough to get me by. <laughs> okay, good to know because I'm in the same boat. My my dad's also a cook and you know owned his own restaurants for a while, and mm-hmm. I promise you, uh, I mean, like I can eggs. I got you. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> scrambled eggs, you know, fried eggs, hard boiled eggs, anything egg related. I got you. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So, what is your favorite thing to cook? Slash, what is your favorite thing to eat? Okay, so 
I love anything my mom makes out of that stove in the restaurant, like Mm -hmm. anything, curry, uh, stir fry, anything, anything that comes out of that wok, I will eat it and I will love it. Um, the most basic meal I can cook myself is maybe chicken stir fry and some vegetables and some soy sauce and some sugar, you know, all the basic stuff. It's the most I can do, but like, I can't go like my mom where she's like, Oh, I can make curry this day. And I can make another day. Ooh, I can make, um, these huge, like stew with like aromatics and everything. So like I can, I can get, I can cook myself stir fry, but I can't cook like, you know, like braised pork. I can't cook, you know, curry. Oh gosh. I love curry. Like I can't cook curry. Like my mom, my mom's pad thai is like the bomb.com. I still can't recreate as well as she can. Yeah. Um, see what else do I like? I eat anything. I I'm an adventurous eater. So anything you put in front of me, I won't be afraid to eat it. Noted. No, I'm not picky at all. So, so you, you really enjoy those, those mysterious, those mystery meats at conventions. Kind of. I kind of look at it. I'm like, does this look safe? And as a public health major, I know what is safe at the temperature um, controlled environment. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, okay, this looks safe. I think I can eat it. Okay. Noted. So future conventions, uh, Atiyah's going to be the taste tester. She's going to let yes. us know. So like, if, if I'm at convention, you're like, can I eat this? I'll eat it for you and I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. okay. Noted. That's good to know. So we're, we're taking note here. We're taking note. Um, so that's awesome. I will say, you know, when it comes to cooking, um, you know, it's the same thing with my mom. I don't know. I, I think, I mean, I think everyone's like this, you know, like mom's cooking is always going to be the best cooking. Mm-hmm. You grow up with, it's kind of, it reminds me of that, that scene from Ratatouille, um, where the guy eats the Ratatouille and like, he goes like, oh, he flashes back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, that was like, it, so to him, it was like that, that home, home, like cooked meal, like brings back all these emotions. And I think, you know, that's just so important. I will say like, I have attempted so many times to make the same meals and one i don't know why it, t- it takes me so long and right I mean, it, it takes so long to prep i don't know how she does it um and i just it just does i just get angry at the end i was like i'm just, I'm just getting mcdonald's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> so very cool <clears throat> All right. So, um, just to kind of wrap up our conversation, I just want uh, once again say um, that thank you so much for taking the time um, yeah, to absolutely. answer these questions and you know for your willingness to share um, everything so far. So, my last question for you is: What piece of advice can you share with our listeners who would like to serve at a higher level, who uh, who um, you know aspire for leadership positions or opportunities, or just you know potentially trying to create positive change for their community? Okay. So I think I've said it before, like during our conversation is that it never hurts to try. Like it never hurts to step your foot in to see what it is. If um, you're interested in, you know, running for a position, I was able to get experience for district council by, you know, working with the district council without being part of the district council's host chapter. But if you're, if you don't have that opportunity, the biggest thing I can recommend is, you know, it never hurts to reach out because I, I can tell you a hundred percent of the time, the district council is a hundred percent wanting to give back and help you. So I know that when I was running a a bunch of people were like, what is it like running for secretary treasurer? Like, what's the job? Like, what's the overload? Like, and it, it brings me honor that I was able to inspire these people to be like, Oh my gosh, I actually want to do what I want to do. That's crazy. Yeah. No one likes to take care of money and take minutes. I mean, <laughs> no one likes that. I mean, I'm surprised people want to do it, right. but um, they reached out and they're like, Hey, you know, what, what is it like? And it, 
it's just a text message. It's just a Facebook message. It's an email. It takes five minutes to give, you know, to, you know, help, help them out. So it never hurts to try. Always ask for help. Always ask if like the experience. It never hurts, you know, to contact them. Um, you know, it's just like the more, the more experience you have around your belt, the better that you have of, you know, being, having a leadership position. Um, I know it's helped me a lot to, you know, it never hurts to, you know, ask, ask for help, of course. And it never hurts to, you know, see what it's like, you know, to step out of your comfort zone and see, you know, what more can you do besides what you're doing right now? So like, I know when I was, I was getting pretty comfortable running for chapter president. I was like, I feel like I should do something bigger. So yeah. that's why I ran for district council. Yeah. So it, you know, always step out, don't be afraid to ask and it never hurts to try. <laughs> yeah. I, that speaks to my soul. <laughs> I, I mean, I love that. And what I will say is thank you for saying that because it's, again, it just, it really does speak to me because I, I often find, and this is not a criticism and I, 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 from fear, from whatever it is, I just feel like there's so often so much um, paralysis by analysis. Mm-hmm. Often we're so in our heads that we just like, we just, the time passes. They're like, well, could have, uh-huh. you know, like, yeah. And, and I guess my point is like, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't think you or myself were trying to suggest just go do something like, you know, don't without thinking about it. But it's like also consider the limited time you have. Yeah. You know, I, and I, I, I often see or hear um, with graduating seniors who once they really kind of get to that phase of their, their senior year, they finally have built up that courage or something to want to do something. They finally get a taste of what it's like. And then they, they graduate. And then like, there's not that closure. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and I think there's, there's many things to unpack from that. But I think one of the things is as an active, you have a very limited time. Mm-hmm. So make the most out of it. Um, and just to, to, if, if you need some of that encouragement, if you need some of that help or clarity or just what to do, like you said, it's as simple as a text and yeah. raising your hand during a chapter meeting as just having a, a conversation. Like we are here. We want to see the best for each other. We, we, we you know, we want to see each other succeed. Mm-hmm. So I, I really do appreciate that. Um, go ahead. So there was one, there's a, I think it's a tweet. Yeah, it's a tweet. I'm, I'm big on Twitter. So you want to hit me up, you know, you find me. <laughs> but anyway, um, there was this tweet where um, a band member was like, to all the upcoming college freshmen, do band. And then like on the bottom, it says, yes, you have time. The biggest part of being a leader is time management. You have to understand of like, hey, do I actually have time for this next year? Like if I was fortunate enough to have like a light study course, like a light courses in my senior year. So I was able to, you know, be like, Oh, I could run for a district officer and still have enough time to, you know, to do my work. But you have to think, give yourself time, time management, organize, be organized a lot, you know, the, the, the typical qualities, but like, mm-hmm. like that tweet, like our conversation right now reminded me, yes, you have time being active. You don't, you get maybe two or three years out of it. Use it wisely. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, I think, I think that's really powerful. And I, I, I do remember that, I mean, that tweet blew up. I think pretty sure it's Noah from beta Rose. So shout out to you for. Wow. Um, awesome. Um, two thumbs up. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think that's incredible. And I, I hope that people take who are listening, take some time just to just kind of reflect on this and yeah. And, okay. So I really literally in everything, because I, and I hope, right. Especially with everything going on right now with COVID-19, with all this stuff, like consider your time. It's precious, right? It's precious time mm-hmm. with your family, with, with your dog, with your pet, you know, who, whatever it is, whoever, right. Right. Like 
consider the time and how can you make the most out of it? And it doesn't have to be like this, like over dramatic thing. It doesn't have to be the super extra, right. But just make the most out of it. So yeah. Awesome. Matia. Well, thank you so, so much uh, for joining us today. And on behalf Absolutely. of the fraternity and the national council, we truly appreciate you and, and admire all that you continue to do to promote musicianship, leadership, and service. And to everybody else, a huge thanks to our listeners for joining today. If you like this episode, then please share, suggest our podcast series to another brother and subscribe if you haven't already done so. And, you know, we, we do this not to hear ourselves talk because it's actually kind of awkward to hear yourself speak. Um, but, you know, we do this to share some insight that can hopefully be meaning, meaningful for you and to your chapter. Um, you know, the thing is, we do need your help in finding topics to cover and brothers to join me as guests on our show, such as Atia. And, you know, if you have suggestions, please reach out to me at bongco at kksi.org. That's B-A-N-G-C-O at kksi.org. RG. Thanks again for joining us today on KKSI Presents. My name is Bonko, your host, and we wish and I wish you much love today and as always, AEA.